Welcome back to the Relax My Dog podcast. My name is Claire. And my name is Leah. And we are from Relax My Dog, where we talk about all things dog. And this week, we've got a bit of a fun one for you. We're going to be sharing some amazing facts about dogs' bodies. So I think I'll kick it off, actually, if that's okay. Um, with good taste. Now, dogs have a really good sense of taste. And I, I didn't know this at first. Um, but once I started like thinking and looking up some fun facts about dogs' bodies, um, I found out they have a good sense of taste. I don't think that's something I would have known had I not. Yeah, because dogs sort of just eat anything and everything, so you would have thought that they don't really care that much. But... Dogs aren't really fussy, are they? No. But, um, dogs often praise as having a great sense of smell and hearing, but their taste is brilliant as well. Now, this is something I found fascinating, actually. Dogs have about um, 1,700 taste buds at the tips of their tongues. So they're not actually on all of their tongues. They're just, like, like centred around the tip. They can taste sweet. They can taste sour. They can taste bitter and salty foods. Now, this is useful and important for them to be able to gauge what is good to eat and which isn't, which is useful when finding nice things to eat, but also um, quite good for their health. So they, they know what is might be dangerous, what, what might be poisonous, and, of course, what might be very good to eat lots of. <laughs> yeah. Humans have around 10,000 taste buds, but they're all over our tongue, our mouth, and even um, on our lips. Um, do you know, Leon, when you taste something salty, you taste it on your lips. Yeah, exactly. Or like this, when the sea, the sea, yeah, you can always taste yeah, it on your lips. Yeah. yeah, but dogs' taste buds are on the tips of their tongue, um, which is why you might find your dog giving something a little lick before deciding if it's good to eat or, you know, lap, whether it's you, food, drink, a pile of something mysterious on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because with him, with Milo, he is quite a fussy eater when it comes to like carrots. So he won't eat carrots. He just doesn't like them whatsoever. If it's a texture, if it's a taste, but you know, wouldn't really think a dog would be fussy in that sense. But he is so so fussy. So maybe the taste of that, maybe it's a bit too sweet for him, and he just doesn't like it at all. I mean, I'm totally on board with that. I'm. I hate carrots. I just yeah. I, I hate carrots. Hate peas. I think we've. I think we've talked about vegetables before. Yeah, I think so. I'm like not a very good uh, grown adult because I don't like eating vegetables. And even the funny thing is, I'm vegetarian as well, <laughs> and I don't yeah. like vegetables. <laughs> yeah. My husband's vegetarian. He does all the cooking, so that's why I'm vegetarian. Oh <laughs> uh, right, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, well, we had a bet with them um, with my manager in work. I was like, I bet you can't go vegetarian for a whole month. And he was like, Yeah, we can. He was like, betting me. So we've got a five hundred pound bet on it that we can't do it. Oh, hey, go for it. Just go go to like Morrison's. Their frozen section, their vegetarian frozen yeah. section, is so good. Yeah, and to be fair, I think some people will make their dogs be veggie as well and vegan. Yeah, I know someone who's who she's vegan and her dog is vegan, but she's like she's a nutritionist, so she knows like what to do she doesn't she hasn't just made him, him vegan and he's like um he gets all his nutrients and stuff and he's he like he really loves pumpkin he, he goes crazy for pumpkin it's really really crazy oh so whilst we're on the topic obviously of dogs bodies humans obviously have 206 bones but dogs actually have 320 so even they they are marginally smaller than humans they actually have more bones obviously the bones will be a lot smaller and a little bit more intricate and I think when it comes to sort of the limbs obviously they'll have to be a bit more what's the word like um more agile, agile. Like, yeah on, that's the word um and so just move the way that they do so some dogs obviously have the ability to climb trees and then turn corners very, very quickly or 
they just have the ability to do a lot more than what a human can do so obviously they do require the extra bones but I think that's quite cool the fact that they are so much smaller but they have more bones in the body than yeah, we do. That's really interesting because like if I was to guess I'd think that dogs would have less bones because they're smaller. Yeah. But, yeah but you think you see if you think about how a dog moves and like when they're running and then they they're chasing something and they can turn so quickly like if we did that we'd break our necks. Like, exactly yeah. It totally makes sense I mean I'm guessing I'm not sure if you know this or not but um, I know that's cats, um, they have like floating bones, like their clavicle and their, their shoulder blades, as in they're not actually attached, they just sort of float. So, oh. you, know, you know, cats can get in like really small corners, like really small like spaces. It's because like, I think it's their shoulder blades, or whatever this bone is, clavicle or whatever, is that they're basically floating, not like floating around, but floating. So, and I, I wonder if dogs have got that, because some dogs can like, be really like quite Agile's the word. Is it? I bet. I bet they do. I wonder if they do. We'll find out for next week and let you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting, though. Like, I definitely would have guessed that they have like less bones than people. Yeah, just by just by looking at them, maybe we're just being a bit more naive. But maybe, yeah. <laughs> and obviously, there's like chihuahuas, which I bet I wonder if there's different amount of bones in a chihuahua than there is in like a Great Dane. <gasps> Can you imagine? Yeah, how could you fit 320 bones into a tiny... <laughs> made bones, like. <laughs> Literally, that's what I mean. The next one I have is about how dogs sweat and how they, they cool down. Now, I think a lot of people know this anyway, that dogs don't really sweat. Um, they sort of pant when they when they want to sort of cool down, but they, they do actually sweat. When we get hot, we sweat. And humans have almost um, everywhere on our bodies, we have sweat glands, like pretty much on every inch of our body, we have sweat glands. Whereas dogs only have them on their paw pads and on their noses. So if your dog gets gets hot or nervous, especially like at the vet or something, you might have noticed that there's little wet paw prints like on the table or where they are. And that's them sweating. But unlike us, dogs do not rely on sweating to help them cool down when it's warm. Dogs pant to cool their bodies down. Now, when I was researching this, <laughs> I was like, oh, I know dogs, dogs sweat through their paw pads. And I know that they pant, but I actually didn't really know why why they did it like what was so different so and I'm like so I found out and I just find it really really interesting when a dog pants they're swapping the warm air in their bodies for the cooler air outside and this is to help speed up the evaporation of water on their tongue in their mouth and in the upper respiratory tract tract <laughs> as it evaporates it helps regulate the dog's body temperature this helps them cool down which I thought was absolutely fascinating because I didn't know that it was too take in cooler air, expel the hotter air to help water evaporate. But if you think about it, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that is really mad. Yeah, because that's what we do when we sweat is that we sweat, the, the, the wet sweats on our body and then that cools down and that's what cools down, the, that evaporates, sorry, and that's what cools down the body. Yeah. So it makes much sense, so much sense. <laughs> so yeah, it, yeah, it's just mad, mad, isn't it? So when it's hot, you need to make sure that your dog has plenty of drinking water and doesn't run around too much. Dogs can get um, overheated and dry, uh, dehydrated very, very easily, which if you think about it, if they're um, evaporating a lot of water, that totally just makes sense. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, so in hot weather, you need to make sure that your dog has plenty of water and that they don't run around too much. Um, but also if they've got like, they've got quite sensitive paw pads, haven't they? So if you're, um, if it's hot outside and you live somewhere there's lots of tarmac and it's hot, just to make sure that your dog doesn't go out like if they can so they don't burn the little poor pads they don't get dehydrated and you know just let they chill out when it's nice when it's warm because that's what we tend to do isn't it yeah well some of the tips that we have when it comes to when it's hot weather we'll like wet a towel 
And mm. I just in, in the sink and then pop that up in mine and it'll stay on that so it falls them down. Mm. Um, or we've got like one of those toys that you can fill with water so that as he's like squeezing it and messing about, all the water will go everywhere and it really helps oh. to hold them down. It's like a little ice cream. It's actually pretty cute and he absolutely loves it. Oh, that's, um, <laughs> but no, that's not a good idea to help keep them cool but no like you say if the pavement's hot you should like test it with the back of your hand if it's too hot oh, for yeah. you then mm. obviously it's gonna be far too hot for the dog yeah well when, when um, it's hot here um my cat rags <laughs> she's so fussy she only drinks water out of a very specific bowl in the conservatory unless she decides she doesn't want to drink out of that water bowl now. She'll only drink out of a, pl a plant pot in the garden. <laughs> so every morning she's like howling to go outside, even if it's like if it's like lashing down the rain or it's snowing, she has to go out and lick this. Really? Yeah, she's so fussy. But when it's hot, she spends quite a lot of time out outdoors in the garden with us. She doesn't really go about by herself. And she'll only drink out of like the most disgusting plant pot that's there. It's got all the leaves and debris in it, but she's so fussy. But we have to make sure that it's got water in it, otherwise she won't drink. Oh, <laughs> bless her. <laughs> okay, so this one is all about a dog's intelligence. So did you know that dogs can actually learn more than a thousand words? Like if I really thought about this, I would say that dogs could probably learn up to, I would probably say like a hundred at a push, 50 to a hundred, because they sit, yeah. like lie down, treat, walk they'll sort of add up pretty quickly yeah. but the fact they can learn more than a thousand words that's insane literally it'll just show that a dog is paying attention more than you probably think they are so wow. just be careful what you're saying like you know some people if they say walk or walk is around the dog their dog gets so excited yeah. so they'll spell it out instead they'll be like oh we're gonna go on a w-a-l-k <laughs> milo's got to the point now where he knows what that means oh we can't we can't even say that anymore so we have to just be like are you going out and even like words like car he knows like lead you know yeah he's just so clever he obviously knows people's names as well if we get some post in the um in the post box we'll give it to milo and tell him to give it to to whoever and run off and give it to them oh my god so he, he is but i think it's probably just because he's a border collie so they're known to be intelligent but the fact yeah. that they can learn more than a thousand words is just mad that's insane like, so if i'd have if someone had just asked me off the street like i'd have probably said like 50 like you know yeah. basics I, a thousand that's like i'm trying to equate it to like what it would be in a human it's like it's like a toddler isn't it yeah people say that um, dogs are like as, as intelligent as a two-year-old no way so, yeah, that's oh mad. God. That is so really when you crazy. Two year old running around, you're like, the dog's the same intelligence. And two year olds are so clever; they can recall numbers. Yeah. All sorts of I have a wait. Do I have any two year old nephews? I got three nephews. One of them's five. One of them's three. One of them's two, but he's going to be three soon. So I'm just trying to think about him, like how clever he is. He is really clever, actually. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, it's crazy. You think like a two-year-old, I think, oh, she's just a small person and they're a bit, you know, but they actually are quite clever. Yeah, like, they can recall things, they know what things mean. Yeah. They're all about like, their emotional state, all that sort of stuff, and the dog is supposedly the same. That's so cool. Like, I'm, I, I've, I've learned something there, and that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Mad. my next one is that they can smell better than humans dogs ha actually have and um, have millions more scent receptors in their noses than humans do some breeds now i think dachshunds are one of them i can't really remember but some breeds have up to 300 million compared to our five million which makes it sound like we've got hardly any <laughs> it's for this reason that some breeds of dogs are trained to especially sniff out uh, drugs dead bodies explosives medical ailments and like loads loads more like some dogs are even 
um, being trained, I think, to smell out like COVID. Like, are we allowed to say that? Are we going to get yeah. <laughs> yeah, or at least they can smell out medical conditions. Mm. I think cancer is one of them that they can they can yeah. smell out which is mad. Or if you like, if you're prone to, to, to seizures, I don't know if it's a smell thing, but they, um, or, or things like um, like diabetes, like if you're like going to have like a, a diabetic coma or fit or whatever, apparently they can smell that. I mean, that makes sense because like the sugar in your blood and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, did you also know that dogs, now this is something I found really interesting. Did you also know that dogs can breathe in and out at the same time? Now, do you know what I mean? That means that dog, dogs can play the didgeridoo. We know this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. No, and it's actually a functional skill. Like dogs, when sniffing, can breathe in and out at the same time to create a continuous cycle of air. Because dogs use sniffing like for a lot of reasons, like so many reasons. So it means that they can go about sniffing and doing what they do when they sniff, and they don't pass out. Actually, I thought it was so so clever, like really clever. Like, I think I think you can train yourself to do that. You know, people who do play didgeridoos, they're like breathing through their nose and out through their mouth at the same time. And I've tried doing that, but obviously, I'm. I can't. <laughs> How does that even work though? Like I, at the same time, it's, it's sort of, Yeah, I think it's sort of like, maybe they, I don't know, maybe you do like, no, you can't, no one with different nostrils, will it? I'm really not sure, you know, I really don't know the science of it, but it's just really impressive. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm learning a lot during this. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, um, we're educating everybody else, we're also educating each other. <laughs> yeah, literally. So my next fact is all about a dog's tail. Now I'm sure we all know that a dog's tail is one of the main sort of body language things that an, un an, an, una, that an owner will look out for uh, whenever they are wondering if their dog's happy, sad, or just how generally they are feeling. So if your dog has a helicopter tail, so it just goes round and round, it's going a little bit crazy, that is obviously one sign of a really, really happy dog. For example, when you're coming from going out, um, your dog, Milo especially, his tail goes, it's like another got another mind of its own um, and it'll just go round and round and round you've got to be careful because it'll knock things over with it and all sorts because he just oh can't God. control it um so obviously a dog's tail will show a lot of different things if it's upright stiff rigid tail movement or um anything like that it can indicate if they're excited if they are scared if they're stressed um if they're alerted by something mm. so looking out at a dog's tail can show you so so much about how the dog is what is their current state is like and that's really interesting that because um I, well, I think really interesting I was watching um I was on Twitter today and I was looking through like uh, the blacks my dog uh, Twitter and obviously a lot of dog things come up and this video came up and it was the sweetest thing I've ever seen and it was a, a compilation of like you know when dogs do that super super wag where it goes right from the left to right left to right like at 100 miles an hour and they're like really really happy and it was just like it was so obvious what that meant that they were like absolutely ecstatic at what the hell whatever was going on <laughs> and it was just like the sweetest little thing but um yeah you're right like it's sort of like a like an emotional gauge like when your dog gets scared it quite often the tail will go right under their body won't it which I was just, yeah, become, like really anxious or stressed about a situation 100 percent yeah that's really it's um it's quite a good gauge I mean I wonder how people who have dogs that don't have tails I wonder how they do <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah that's very true I think it's very similar with a cat as well isn't it like if your cat's tail is wagging like they're not yeah. happy yeah if it's like it's swishing happy. like the opposite yeah yeah if it's swishing like a like a dog being really happy that they're, they're really really not happy but I think if it's like twitching at the end it's um they're happy or content if it's upright for a cat isn't it if they approach you and the tail is like in a straight line they're yeah. like very if, happy it, if it like vibrates that's them saying like oh I really like you <laughs> <laughs> oh that's cute Rags, um, my cat, who always comes up, 
um she's um she's quite old she's 15 and she's she's had like early onset arthritis um so her tail doesn't go straight up because she's got an arthritic tail and it's so cute she comes up and she tries to to raise it like then it just sort of goes like half mast oh bless her that is so cute <laughs> at least the effort's putting i know so I'm, i know sweetheart i know you're trying it's okay it's okay uh, and the last one i'm gonna do is about dogs vision like dogs eyes now it was long believed that dogs can only see in black and white and I bet actually if you ask someone, the average sort of non-dog owner, if a dog sees in colour, they'll probably answer no. Like they'll, they'll, um, they, they only see in black and white. But that's not actually true. Scientists have, have now found that dogs do see in colour, that it's a lot less colour than we see. Uh, dogs actually see in a sort of ranges of like blue, green, yellow and shades of grey. So I think the, the colour they can't see is like red. It's sort of like a brownie colour. Yeah. Um, that's much more than just plain old black and white. That's why, um, going back to... Relax my dog, dog TV. Our dog TV episodes are actually hues of these colours. So if you check out the dog TVs on our YouTube channel, um, especially if the you, you check out the virtual dog walks, they're in sort of like greeny blue hues. So that dogs watching it are like seeing it in their own sort of colours, which oh. I think is really quite cool. Yeah, that is really yeah. nice. Yeah, if that was not interesting enough, dogs actually have a third eyelid, though it isn't used for vision. This eyelid is actually called the... Now, I tried to say this like a million times before, <laughs> before and I'm going to have to say it again because I've, I've forgotten how to say it right. It's called a nictitating nic, membrane. I think that's right. If not, then just at me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nictitating no, membrane. And it's primarily used to protect the eye, but also used to produce tears. And usually when your dog is unwell, their nictitating membrane will be visible. It's a clear indication your, your dog isn't feeling very well. So if you, your dog's a bit unwell, sometimes you'll see like their third eyelid sort of coming sort up. Of there a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I thought that was really interesting that it wasn't used for vision. But um, yeah, so that's your dog's vision. They see in sort of hues of things and they've got a third, third eyelid. <laughs> I feel like growing up, that's what everyone always believed that dogs will see in black and white mm. I feel like it's only really a new thing that they can figure out that they actually can see in color because if you think about it then what's the point in dogs toys being all colorful yeah. there's not really much <laughs> point in it whereas obviously now if you think about it if you throw like a tennis ball into like a field of green mm. like how can you actually really see that there must be a yeah. different tones between the tennis ball and, and the toy plus there's the use the sense of smell as well of course but yeah, now that, yeah, if you think about it, like, like I said, they, they don't really see red. They see, they apparently see red like, as a, a brownie colour. So why did, why are they quite, you go to the dog's like, section of the pet shop and there's like loads of red. Like, uh, yeah. Kongs tend to be quite red, don't they? Like, Kong yeah, toys? That's interesting. Maybe it's just, I don't know, cheaper to make or something. <laughs> yeah, they must have looked into it at some point. Maybe just red's attractive to humans and that's obviously who buys it. They're the ones who's spending the money, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's some amazing facts about dogs' bodies. Now, um, there's lots of more, um, lots of more. There's lots more interesting facts about dogs' bodies that um, Leo will probably um, go into on her vlog. Is that this week or next week? It is next week. Next, next week. Wednesday. Next Wednesday's vlog um, will be centered around this, and the blog on relaxmydog.com slash blog, I think, um, will be about this too. So that's this week. This will be um, coming out on Friday. So you've got all the, all the goodness of amazing facts about dogs' bodies to look forward to. So that's amazing facts about um, dogs here on Relax My Dog podcast. Um, thank you all for listening and you will hear again from us next week. Bye. Bye.